0: This is The View from Down Under. Welcome back to The View from Down Under, a very special edition of the podcast today. We're going to be celebrating one of Australia's most beloved sportsmen of all time. I, can, I think I can speak for everyone in saying it was a real shock to hear of his passing and someone who will be remembered for a very long time. An absolute legend of the game, Shane Warne. Charles, firstly, your fondest memories
1: of Shane throughout his career. Well, I would say, I would have to say he set his 708 wickets. You just watched the way he was able to spin the ball. And, you know, we you hadn't really seen a leg spinner like hadn't really seen a league spinner be the best bowler in the world obviously you had um, some players before but they were mainly all-rounders players like Richie Benno for example Um, you know it's it's a very it was a very new thing for him and he just he dominated the sport like few have ever done you know he's the 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 the, the stories about how competitive he was how he was never lost he just always wanted to win and look he was um he, he was an incredible player and I'm, I was shocked when I heard about what happened.
0: Yeah, I almost didn't believe you
1: when yeah. you told me. I mean, really when I shock. called you I just couldn't believe it. I just my jaw just dropped. I was sitting with my girlfriend at the time and she thought something was really really wrong and um look, it's it's been it was shocking really. He's he was only 52 and look, he, he probably got done by the widowmaker, but um he d- he definitely lived a couple of lifetimes. Yeah, there, he he, didn't it, he? It, yeah. He lived. He lived a lot of life, and um, I think it was a great gesture that the Great Southern Stand will be renamed the SK Warn Stand, um, in honor of in, in honor of him. And you know, Warnie, he was just he was incredible. He's mm. to me this is like when Steve Irwin died. Like he's yeah. on that sort of level.
0: It's, de- it's of cult
1: there. figure, yeah. Australian legend.
0: It's something that kind of hurts every Aussie. Every Aussie, because you know, cricket's almost. of our blood yeah a lot of people especially in the
1: summer you know you put on the cricket yeah Warney bowl
0: yeah and you and you know and later years and the last 10 years you hear him on the commentary booth you know giving his sometimes controversial opinions (laughs) but you know he he, he always had that love for the game he always gave back i've heard so many stories over the the past couple weeks where you know he's he just seemed like one of those guys that you you obviously didn't know him, but everyone felt like they knew who Warney was Yeah, and you could go have a conversation with
1: him. Yeah. Like when we went to the cricket and we were looking down and we could see him there chatting yeah. and, we just, we're, yeah. and we're just taking photos of kids and we're up in the nosebleeds, but we're out there going, yeah, Warnie. Woo. <laughs> like, you know, he's, he's a true man of the people. You know, he, he, he was just some, he was just some rough bogan from Victoria and he, he took over the world, at least on the cricket scene. He definitely did. He definitely did. And um,
0: today we're going to be speaking about some of his greatest moments. So um, we we might we won't run through them in order, but what, what stands out for you? And obviously part of his career we went alive for um, yeah. the early, early years, but a lot of the, the big moments, the big World Cups, the 2005 Ashes series, yeah. um, a lot of that stuff, we were quite young
1: to be able to see. Yeah. I mean, I still remember, uh, I remember watching the f- last game of the 2006-07 Ashes, which was the last game he played. um, But he was just he was just incredible. You know, when, when you had Shane Warne on your team, you always had a chance to win. Um, I think back, uh, especially with my dad being South African to the 1999 World Cup when uh, Donald didn't run and, you know, South Africa were cruising there. Mm. They were 48 for none. Warne comes on, gets two wickets in his first over, changes the game. You know, in the 05 Ashes, you know he took 40 wickets at 19 you know he 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 almost single-handedly dragged Australia to victory and you know he he's and you know he's that great when he he's respected by the enemy you know yeah. he, the the British love him because they recognize how good he is uh you know everywhere he went you know he was just he was the life of the party really and, and on and off the field it's yeah. uh, it's sad to see him go on i
0: found it interesting um yeah speaking about that 2005 ashes series um who is the who's the cricketer commentator that came out and said you know england basically would have won
1: oh vaughn said they would yeah. they would have won 4-1, 4-1 which is probably true yeah uh yeah i mean especially look i would say if McGrath doesn't get if McGrath doesn't step on that ball we win 5-0 anyway but <laughs> um no look i mean Warren was just incredible and you know, that was in the backdrop of his divorce from his wife and everything going on. And the fact that he was able to just get up and keep playing and play at an excellent level, regardless of what was happening in his life. Yeah. Um, it you know, seemed he like, always gave 100%.
0: Yeah, it seemed like no matter, he was one of those guys where no matter what was happening in his personal life, it didn't affect his yeah. ability to play on the pitch Um and there's not, there's not a lot of people out there that you can say that like a lot of guys go through personal issues, whether it's divorce or family members dying and you can see that
1: you can see performance die yeah. and
0: performance kind of changed a little bit, but Warnie just, you know, cricket, it was cricket and then everything else for him. Yeah. And that was the way he lived his life.
1: He was just, it was just incredible. And, you know, I think back to, um, amazing Adelaide, the second test in 2006 England go into the last day, one wicket down in their second innings. Australia still haven't batted uh, the mm-hmm. second time. And everyone thinks it's going to be a draw. He sits down at dinner with Michael Clark and he says, and Mike Hussey and he says, we're going to win. And they're there going, mate, what are you on about? There's no way. How are we going to get them all out and have time to bat? And sure enough, a rock up. Warnie takes four wickets, gets a run out. England collapse for 120 and we chase it down. And that's just the mentality that he had. and. The fact that he was able, it was able to manifest itself in his teammates and their and increase their belief in themselves as well. Um, it was just extraordinary.
0: Do you think he's sitting up there wishing he got that century against New Zealand?
1: <laughs> well, I I think he's wishing that they reviewed it for the no ball because <laughs> it was a massive no ball by Vittori. But my favorite part was of that was the bloke in the stands afterwards with the Warnie's grouse at cricket shirt throwing his bucket hat on the ground in anger <laughs> um, but yeah or the or when he, uh, when he got the wax he got the wax figure at Madame Tussauds and yeah. uh, he had put on a bit of weight since it had That's come right. out and the journalist uh, mentioned it and uh, Warner was not pleased. No. Said, all right, you've ruined it, bite," And I uh, walked off stage and that was it. So it. Is that up there with the uh, Ronaldo statue? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, at least, I mean, he should have said to the guy, what the heck is this as well? Yeah. But oh, look, he was just, he he was incredible. He's like, he's like a Ronaldo to Australians and yeah, it, this is... This is to me, this is to Australians like what Kobe Bryant dying was to Americans. You know, it's, it's, he, he had that kind of an impact on just Australian culture.
0: How do you think it's affected the players that obviously in Pakistan at the moment, drawn first test? How do you think it's a, affected a lot of those players
1: who are playing at the moment? Well, you know, I wish in honour of one, they would have picked a pitch that actually <laughs> could have gotten a result on. Um, but Look, I think obviously a lot of those players, you know, they grew up idolizing Warnie. You know, they grew up in that golden era of Australian cricket where, mm. I mean, I think Real. we lost two Test series in fifteen years or something. You know, yeah. Um, you yeah, know, they were incredible, and you know, him and McGrath. I mean, you got probably the two best bowlers ever in tandem on the same team at the same time. So, you know, over a thousand international wickets for Warn. Um, you know his ODI career got it cut short a bit. You know he had, obviously had the drug test, uh, so he was suspended for the two thousand three World Cup. But he, you know his performance at ninety nine was second to none, and whenever whenever they threw him the ball, everyone thought there was a chance he was going to get a wicket.
0: Yeah, even if, well, yeah, it's interesting you bring up the ODI because even his performance in um, the BBL, I think he was instrumental and in really kicking that franchise off the ground and also the IPL as well. He was a massive name to be able to attract um, worldwide audiences to the game. And one moment that really, really sticks out for me, and it's, I think the BBR actually um, recognized it as one of the top 10 best moments of all time was when he, three, two, one, um, was when he perfectly predicted the Brendan McCollum out when he was on the mic. I thought that was absolutely amazing yeah
1: it just showed just how smart he was thinking about the game how he would just think okay he's been playing like this i think if i get one in there i should be able to get him um obviously if you go back and watch old footage of him setting up daryl cullinan with the flipper you know he just was in his mind you know cullinan you know he went to a sports psychologist to try and get it out of war to get warney out of his mind and then warney got a hot Warnie found out. And then in the field, he's, he he sledged him going, what color was the couch? You know, were they 40 minutes long? Were they 60 minute sessions? Like that's just, that's just who he is. You know, he's just, he's just an incredible competitor.
0: Um, Yeah. Obviously a big, a big part of Warney that I really respected is that we've kind of talked about a little bit, but he did it. He really did everything his own way. And I mean, he wasn't the, the athletic. He was no saint. Yeah. He was no saint. And he also wasn't, you know, what we would assume is a you know, an athletic cricketer. He no. had chips, All he was he did smoking was, yeah, and smoke and
1: drank. Drank a lot of beers. A middle legs spin, yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah. So I think it was to to see how good he was despite that. Um, I think it's amazing. And yeah, we mentioned it before, but having the SK Warren stand or the Southern stand of the MCG be renamed in his honor, I think it should have happened at the end of his career. But I guess, you know, having a... These
1: are always things that only happen once they're, you know, they only get their flowers yeah. after the, after. so. But look, I think, like, I think the SCG, if, if say, Glen McGrath were to suddenly pass away tomorrow, oh. I think a stand at the SCG would be named after him. But 100%. they just... They don't tend to happen while they're alive. But I, I think it's a great thing. And, you know, he, he loves the MCG. Growing up, all he ever wanted to do was play for St Kilda in the AFL. Um, you know, so I think it's an excellent, it's an excellent decision.
0: And the public support for him,
1: um,
0: there's obviously been massive, massive, positive support from all over the world. Really we've seen, you know, uh, stuff from the English Barmy army, all the famous Indian cricketers coming out and saying, um, but a, a bit of a sour note was Sunil Gavaskar's comments, which I thought was probably a little ill-timed. Um, to kind of give your opinion
1: about Warnie's legacy, considering he's just died. I just think it's unnecessary. Like, it's one of those things where, look, if you think Murali is better, you now, look, that's fine. I don't think he's better. I think he's... I, I think Warn's better. But um, saying any... If you give anybody... If you say there's a better spin bowler than Warner Murali, there is not. Those are the two best. Sorry, Kumblo. um, You know, so... Look, he's an excellent player. Yes, he didn't do that well against India, but like he did well against everybody else, and you know he was he was incredible. And um, you know, regardless of you know his his personal shortcomings, you can't deny what he did on the field.
0: Awesome. Well, um,
1: yeah, great great way to remember Shane
0: Warne. Um, someone who'll be remembered for a very very long time. Uh, let's jump in. Actually, first off, let's talk about the Pakistani test series. Um, there's obviously been a lot of outcry over the first test. It wasn't really the, you know, really played well. It wasn't a lot of it was a poor pitch. In. It was, it was, was poor really pitch. poor pitch. And I found it really interesting that you know a lot of Pakistani ex players are coming out and saying, well, look, you know, when we go to Australia, we don't really have a pitch that suits us either. Do you think this is a problem in the game of cricket at the moment?
1: Well, look, I mean, you can't, of course the groundsmen are going to make the pitch that's best suited for the home team. That is not a surprise. Like when you go to Lords, you're they're not giving you a fast bouncy wicket like at the Gabba. Um, that being said, this wicket was unacceptable. It's like when they had the drawn test of the MCG, uh, mm. last time England came out here when Cook got 244 not out. It was a dead wicket. It was just dead. I mean, and, you know, the Pakistanis coming out saying, oh, we took all 10 wickets in the Australian's innings. Yeah, but it took you 130, 40 overs, you know. And by the way, we scored more runs than you in our first innings. And, you know, we suck playing spin. You know, we've been awful. We've been bashed in India, Sri Lanka, last times we've been out there. So... You know they should be embarrassed that they could that they could only they took them one hundred and fifty overs to get us out. Yeah. So I th- I think this whole oh they playing oh don't be mad because they're suiting it for the home team, it took you guys one hundred and thirty overs to get us out. So clearly it's not that suited to your bowlers. Yeah. And if our batsmen can bat as well as you can on the pitch, then where's the advantage? It's a dead wicket. Do you, see absolute Do you
0: see Australia winning the series at all? Do you think it's possible? Well, it
1: depends on the wickets. Like, if you're going to get wickets like that, it's going to be yeah. a nil or draw. Um, I would like to see a wicket with a result. Um, I think because they've had such a crap one now, they may go a little bit overboard the other way uh, and try and um, get a wicket that will, really, that will definitely get a result, Yeah, which is generally what happens. But, um, look, I mean, if the, if the wicket's like it is now then it's going to be nil all because, I mean, pa- I mean, Pakistan weren't that threatening with the ball either, i got to say, at least to our top six. So
0: Yeah, I find it really interesting when Usman um, Khawaja is being handed the ball. I think it kind yeah. of says everything you need to know about how shit the wicket is. Yeah, because- exactly.
1: It, it, what that shows is when you're giving the ball to a guy that basically never bowled in his life, that just tells you it's not about skill trying to get wickets you're just yeah. trying something different to see if the batsman can make a mistake yeah and that's and that's not good and that's not good for test cricket